What's up, family? Y'all know what it is. It is time for Ooh. kickoff, and that joint came in hot. <laughs> yes, it did. When is enough enough? When is enough enough? This is about to be the most intriguing show that you will watch today because you have to hear what Cowboys owner Jerry Jones said recently. I was shocked when I read it, and I'm going to read it to y'all. He said, we should recognize that we had a very bad outing. I get that. And that San Francisco had a very good outing. We should recognize that and call it what it is and not mislead ourselves. But... But, as but, but, far but, but. as sitting here saying we should completely change the towels here, that's not even in the cards, and it is really ridiculous. Disgusted, mm. I feel, for Cowboys fans. LaShawn McCoy, disgusted, I feel. Mm. On the far end, that's James Jones, Super What's Bowl crap? champ. James, how you feeling, big dog? Man, I feel good, man. You know what I'm saying? Is it officially? It is. I got to say. We're close. It is. It is. It is. I beat you to the punch, but yes, it's fine. Yes, Joy Taylor, did. how are we? How are we? How are we? Did you? I did. Actually, yeah. I did. Colorado. I did. Tracy, technically, yeah. I did. <laughs> technically. But y'all, I, I, I'm going to get in on the turtleneck season as well. I'm doing great. And I pulled it out, too, and I said, I had to say, Acho ain't wearing no turtleneck, is he? I had to go with you. It's really still too warm here in yeah, LA for turtleneck but, season, uh, but it's cold in the studio. 2-5, two 2-5, five, two five, Eagles all-time rushing leader. If you leave me hanging, I swear I'll walk off the set. Okay, Shady, when I read this quote as we get to first in 10, I was appalled. Mm. Mm. Appalled. 2-5, here's what I'm thinking. If you are a Cowboys fan, how much longer will you live like this? Mm. If you are a Cowboys fan, how much longer will you tolerate mediocrity? Mm. If you are a Cowboys fan, how much longer will you settle with disappointment in your life? I was born and raised in Dallas. So I, on behalf of people that are from Dallas, Dallas natives, am disgusted at Jerry Jones being content with mediocrity. Mm. I am disgusted with Jerry Jones' complacency. James, there's a quick anecdotal story I will share, and then I promise I will get off of this. Husband and wife, they were driving around a bend. They were driving around a bend to five. It was early in the morning. Car, they, it flips. Mm. Wife is fighting for her life. Husband, he gets on foot. He traverses. He turns a corner. He sees a doctor's office. He knocks on the doctor's office. Doctor opens up the door. Husband says, sir, I see that you're a doctor. My wife is fighting for his life. Can you please, can, fighting for her life, can you please operate? The doctor says, sorry, I don't practice anymore. Husband responds, well, either practice or take down the sign. I say that to say, Jerry Jones, either be a general manager or take down a sign. Either improve the Cowboys roster or take down a sign. Either manage generally or take down the sign. Because I can no longer tolerate the Cowboys just sitting here acting like they're really trying to win, but they're not trying to win nothing. Jerry and Dak, excuse me, Mike and Dak plus Jerry have lost to the Niners three years in a row. Two years in a row has cost them their season. This year it's cost them at least a chance at having that NFC East as it starts the first quarter of the season. Mm. NFC East title. So where I am at, Shady, is disgust on behalf of Cowboys fans. Mm. Where are you at? Should they be disgusted? Yeah, they should be very disgusted. Well, I, I know a lot of Cowboy fans, believe it or not. And, <laughs> and every year, it's their year. Every year is like their year. No matter what it is, it's their year. But this, but this year, I believe them a little bit. You know why? Because when you look at this roster, mm. we went to camp and we've seen the talent they have. I'm like, yo, when I went to Philadelphia for, for their camp against the Colts, I said, I talked to A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. I said, bro, that defense is talented. That secondary, they talented. Mm-hmm. They did that for y'all. So for a, a Cowboy fan, I'm excited about this year. Yeah. But then when I really look at everything, it's the same issue every year. It's the same position every year. The Cowboys team won't be as good as it is right now. This is one of the best Cowboys yes. teams put together, put together in a long, long time. And now I look at it like they won't have a chance to really go to an NFC Championship game. Forget the Super Bowl. Yeah. NFC Championship game. Because that one position, the quarterback, they will not change it. If I look at the offensive line, they're solid there. 
Running backs, they're solid there. Wide receivers, they're solid there. Defense, I mean, you already know what's going on over there. The only position that's at question is the quarterback. And if you won't change that, then the Cowboys won't change. I look at a guy like uh, Kellen Moore. Mm-hmm. Hell of an offense coordinator. People couldn't wait to get him. And they let him go because of why? Because they talked about the picks and throwing the ball too much? No, 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 no. You have a good quarterback, they want to play for a coach like that, Kellen Moore. Mm-hmm. Mike McCarthy, they give him all this blame. It's the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Unless Jerry Jones changed the quarterback, they'll be in the same position for another 30 years mm-hmm. with no championships. <clears throat> you like quotes? Yes. When someone shows you who they are. What are you supposed to do, Joy? That's what are you supposed to do? What are you supposed to do, to do Joy? Believe. Believe. <laughs> when someone shows you who they are, believe them. Mm. No, I'm not disgusted for the Cowboys. Shady, what'd you say? What is it every year? Same thing. It's our year. It's our year. We them boys. That's right. It is a scientific cycle at this point. We have so much evidence that this is how it's going to go. Why would we be surprised? How could that possibly be a surprising quote from Jerry Jones? Jerry does whatever Jerry wants to do. He always has. I will assume at this point he always will. And because he has so much success on the business side of sports, being that the Dallas Cowboys are the biggest brands in all of sports, it's inarguable. Not just in the United States, in the world. I know this will be news to some of you, but there are other countries in the world that also have sporting events and leagues and teams and players. Cowboys bigger than all that. Their brand is the biggest in the whole world when it comes to sports. It's difficult to separate that from the success that you have on the field. When we think of the Cowboys, you have an opinion. You either love the Cowboys or you hate the Cowboys. There's extreme value in that. But to act like this is a surprising or new experience for the Dallas Cowboys, it's not. But at what point does disgust set in? Because if you are a fan of of the Cowboys and you have seen this over and over and over and over, and there is a promise annually of hope, there's a promise. What Jerry does better than anybody, he promises hope. And hope is a masterful elixir. And when hope, you have is hope is a dangerous thing. It is. So at what point then, Joy, are you not disgusted if you are a Cowboys fan? Your mom's a Cowboys fan. She is. At what point has she not reached the point of disgust? I mean, every year. But then she's, <laughs> she's going to watch them again next year. Like, that's what it is. That's what fans are supposed to do. Loyalty. 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 Loyalty dedication. Yeah. Support. Hope. Dreams, aspirations, expectations. That's, that's what fans are there for, and they will do that regardless. Look at some of these teams that have not won championships in the, in the history of their organization, and still every year fans believe that they have a chance. I don't blame fans for being loyal, of course, but why would you expect something different is the question. You can't expect something different. Oh, oh. Kendrick said it best, man. Loyalty, loyalty, loyalty. (laughs) Kendrick said it best. I'm not disgusted by this by Jerry, right? And, Joy, you brought up a good point, right? If they show you who they are, believe them. them. Coach Mike been there how long? Four of them. Right? Back-to-back what? 12 win seasons off of a playoff W. So, So, Coach Mike has shown you that, hey, I can get this thing turned around and win. You know what I mean? Like, back-to-back 12 win seasons. Not too many coaches is doing that, right? Dak Prescott. And we can go back and, you know, he's played good football at times. So with Jerry Jones, this right here, and we all been in this situation where you could be, you could lose a football game, whether it's college or pro, right? Whatever it may be. You could lose a game badly. You could go through a stretch of losing games and you come in the building the next morning 
and your coach done changed some things. Dang, we can't eat in the meetings no more? <laughs> Why are we changing that little stuff like that? Because we lose it. So when you're losing, a lot of this stuff starts to rise. And people start to change stuff that you really don't even need to change right now. Right? And we are talking right now. So with what he's saying right now, I agree with him. There is no need to change the quarterback. There is no need to change the head coach. You lost. You took a bad L. All right? You got a lot of football left to play. Ain't no need to talk and changing the head coach or changing the quarterback Shady, though, right he, now. Here's why I think there, is, there has to be a need to change. You, you have to change. Because you have seen that the obstacle between the Cowboys and a Super Bowl, or even an NFC Championship game, is the 49ers. And that obstacle, James Jones, mm -hmm. it's only growing greater. Yeah. So if that obstacle is the 49ers, and you're not beating the 49ers, and the two biggest contributing factors to winning are head coach yeah. and quarterback, something has to get. Real quick, put your GM cap on. Be yes, Jerry sir. Jones for me real quick. What you going to do? I would have. Move, move Dak, and then what you, what you going to do? Where are you moving Dak? Ain't nobody taking Dak right now with his price tag. So where are you moving? What are I, you going to do? You tied. I would at least, though, comment on the aspect of we are always trying to improve our roster at every position. I would say that, 2-5. But he traded for Trey Lance, I would though. let Dak know mm. and let the world know mm. we're at, nobody's safe. Everybody's job is up for grabs. Dak is not Mahomes. He's not Josh. Everybody's job is up for grabs. None of this, like, yeah, yeah we had a bad outing, but, you know, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm committed to these guys. But just look what Jerry did this offseason. And you can say Jerry our Coach Mike. You know you got Trayvon Diggs. You know you're going up against them two beasts in Philly. You go get an all-pro in Gilmore, right? Then you say, you know what? We got two solid receivers. We need some speed. We need another guy that could go. You go get another pro bowler in Brandon Cooks. You know, so, so when you look at what Jerry's trying to do or Mike is trying to do, whoever it is, they're trying to improve the roster. Are they using Brandon Cooks the right way? Is it working out? Absolutely not. But they tried to improve the roster to do the right things to go out here and Yeah, compete. but that, that's smoke and mirrors because they went out there and got Brandon Cooks for what? Because it looked good? I'm with you. Because I, I knew they won't use him. Dak ain't trying to throw the ball deep. Well, McCarthy said that. He said, I want to run, run the ball more. Mm -hmm. So you want to run the ball more, and you go out there and get a 1,000-yard receiver each year for what? See, the problem is... You talked about all the, the different additions or different moves they made, which I like it. But the main addition you need to do is get rid of Dak. Find that answer. All these puzzles you trying to figure out, find that answer to that puzzle. For example, every freaking uh, 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 Dallas Cowboy fan I know, right? Even one of the ones I don't know. I go places and I say, you hate, you hate on us? Cool, let's talk about it. Yeah. I say, what is the one position? <laughs> you was with me when I did it. What's the one position that you need to change? They be like, mm. <laughs> so my thing is, you already know, and if I know and they know, you don't think the owner and the GM knows? But they don't know. They know. No, they don't know. They know. They I'm know. They know. They know. They know. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Jerry said it. The one thing about Jerry, Jerry going to tell you what, what he's, his heart is on his sleeve. Jerry's going to say what, what he wants to say regardless of what the repercussions are. Oh, I think it wouldn't be a bad thing to have a, a quarterback battle mm -hmm. last year. Last year. So you're not supposed to say that, but Jerry's going to say what he wants to say. Jerry is committed to them. And no, I don't think that you should fire Mike McCarthy, and I don't think that you can move off of Dak Prescott right now. But what I do know is Jerry is loyal. And that, that, that loyalty crosses over into players and coaches and ideas and, and the commitment to a plan. Yeah. It, it, we've seen it forever, forever with the Cowboys. When I talk about, like, tinfoil hat conspiracy, it's not just because I'm like, oh, the, the football gods have cursed Dallas. It's always something. Shady, you're saying it. 
They have a great roster, yes. right? They you would rank roster. this roster on, top five in the NFL easily. Ooh, easy. Right? Top three. Great roster. Top three. Come on. But and they got generational uh, talent. Like, like, you'll never get another Michael Parsons like that. Micah again? And they have great coaching. Yeah. Right? Solid coaching, yeah. Solid coaching, yeah. right? On both sides of the ball. Mm. There's always something with the Cowboys. Real quick. It is always something. Yeah. And right now, there's no sense of urgency. Jerry yeah. said it. We cool. We're going to be fine. Real quick. Because uh, I know Cowboys fans already, already know you hate. They see you out. They, they I don't really hate. It. I know, but I'm just saying that's how, that's how they how view they interpret you. It. Right? Until we talk. Two weeks ago, <laughs> right? Me and you had this team as the best team in football, the most yeah. dominant team. No, hold on, no. The most dominant team in football. Three weeks later, you just ready to get them out of there? Like, not talk Mike. to me. Not, here's my thought process. He said, I, not Mike. Here's my, here's my thought process. I, I was, I've been around long enough the game of football to understand if somebody's a scapegoat. And if you were paying close attention, Kellen Moore was a scapegoat. After right. the Cowboys lost to the Niners, and Mike McCarthy was like, we want to run the ball more. I'm sitting here thinking to myself, but wait a second. Y'all have been top 10 in rushing every year for the last four years. Right. You said you wanted to run the ball more, but wait a second. Tony Pollard got hurt in that game. Mm-hmm. Then you had Zeke, and it was two yards in a cloud of dust. Yeah. So what you want them to do? Just keep running at Fred Warner and Greenlaw until they got tired? I said, wait a second. Why are you getting rid of Kellen Moore when he's had three number one offense? Talk to him. I said, so that math is not mathing. Not to mention, Mike McCarthy, you might want to get rid of Kellen Moore because Kellen Moore is likely going to supersede you once you flame out. Mm-hmm. So I, I, that was my first, like, ding. Okay, now this year, Shady James... The Cowboys' offense is worse. Mm. Wait a second now, Joy. You got rid of Kellen Moore to make the Cowboys' offense better, and the Cowboys' offense is worse. Meanwhile, the Chargers' offense, particularly in the red zone, is better. Mm. So that, that math is also awesome. the Cowboys that boy, that boy are cooking. at the bottom of the league in the red zone. That's called cowboy math. Mm. Whether it's like girl, girl math, math and boy math, this is cowboy, cowboy math. math. So then there's that. And then lastly, James Jones, I said, okay, Dak, this is your biggest game of the season thus far. It's right. the top three big game he'll play. He got to play these dudes. He's got to play the Eagles, Eagles a couple times. Like yeah. that, those to me are those games. Yeah. And this is the team you have to beat. This one team. Before you get to nationals, when you see that opponent you can't beat in district mm-hmm. or regionals, you got to beat them. Yeah. And not only did you lose, mm. you got worse, and Brock has gotten better. Mm. That's why I have to not only update my information, but I was walking the balance beam of Dak Prescott, mm. and now I'm off. Mm, yeah. Now I'm just. And you see what the Niners did. See, the Niners they get they get they got closer and closer and closer. It wasn't enough. You know what? We gotta get a new quarterback. We gotta find somebody different. Yeah. And they found one. And I'm here's and they, they fell into here, it, but they found one. Here, but the thought process. They tried. They tried. They tried. That's Come why on, I'm not even tripping tried to on draft one. You're right. That's what I'm saying. They I'm not tripping on with Trey Lance. They tried. They At least I'll say it like this, and I'm gonna go to break. The Browns, who ain't won nothing since 94, hadn't won a playoff game since 94. Do you all really understand? Let this sink in for a moment. The Browns won their first playoff game, and 12 months later, they said, let's get better. Come on. They won their first playoff game since 94, and they weren't content. They said, let's get better. The Cowboys, meanwhile, are refusing to say, let's get better. The Browns, had, the Browns it was elation. Yeah. Free beers for everybody. You get a beer, you get a beer, you get a beer. Yeah. And they still said, let's get better. They weren't complacent. Nah. Meanwhile, the Cowboys haven't gone to an NFC Championship game in 28 years, oh. and they're content. Welcome to the cult. Welcome. Come on, Dak. I keep on saying, come on, Dak. Come on, Dak. Oh, man. All right, well, as we return from this commercial break, now the question is Kirk Cousins. Many compare him to Dak Prescott, but does Kirk Cousins to the Jets make sense? The Jets' roster is built for a Super Bowl, but there have been some murmurs, some chirpings that Kirk Cousins could be on the move after the one and four start. He actually addressed those earlier today. You have to hear what he said. That's next on Speak. Check us out every day. Fox Sports Channel. Serious.
family, we are in second and short, and wait till you hear this topic. Kirk Cousins, we know he's been with the Minnesota Vikings for a while now, but he might be on the move. After one and four start, there's talk that Cousins could be getting traded before the deadline. But where is the question? Do the Jets make sense? They've been mentioned as a possibility. Well, Cousins was asked today about waiving his no-trade clause. You have to listen to this. He's mad on the drill. You know, I'm just very focused on the Bears and going 1-0 this week, and anything else is just not worth my time or energy or attention. He's very focused on going 1-0 this week, but James, the Vets, you at home, you need to be worried about the Jets getting a quarterback. Jets have snuck two wins in this season Mm -hmm. with Zach Wilson, who has been growing, but if they had a top 10, top 12 quarterback, the Jets might be that playoff team that we thought they could be. No question. Many said Aaron Rodgers could get the Jets to a Super Bowl without being a top three quarterback. Mm -hmm. So does Kirk Cousins to the Jets, is that maybe the best trade Mm -hmm. that might happen? It makes sense for Kurt and, and the Jets because, I mean, you get a dude for one year, you know. He's not on the books next year. You get a dude for one year to come out here. You got a really good defense, and he's able to get you to the playoffs. And once you get to the playoffs, we all know it's a new season. Anything can happen. Anything is possible. So when you look at the Jets team right now with Zach Wilson, nobody is taking them to go to the playoffs. Zach Wilson is not going to take them to the playoffs. Zach Wilson may get you five, six wins, and you may see some development, some growing, but he's not going to get you to the playoffs. So for me, this is the decision to where you got to think of the whole team. You got to think about Sauce. You got to think about Mosley. You got to think about uh, Garrett Wilson. You got to think about all these dudes. So it's like, hey, we're not just throwing this season away. If we go get a dude like Kurt, it's going to be some new energy in that building. Mm-hmm. Because we believe that we have an opportunity to go to a, to go make a playoff spot now. So I would like it. I would entertain it if I was the Jets. What you want? You know, I, a call don't never hurt. <laughs> you know what I mean? But does Kirk Cousins make the Jets significantly better, Joy Taylor? Like, does it make oh, yeah, sense, he, Kirk, to the Jets? Yeah, of course he does. That's not a question. It's just a matter of what they would be willing to give up to get Kirk Cousins. Mm. How far are they willing to mortgage this particular year? And does that affect next year if Aaron Rodgers does come back, which, according to Aaron Rodgers, he said he is coming back. So you want to keep things in place for if slash when Aaron Rodgers comes back. But you also don't want to punt on this season. It seems as if that's what they're doing with the Zach Wilson situation. I mean, I, I know everyone is slowly getting sold on this. I, I am not. I, I, I still think even after that win last week, like the offense didn't look great to me. Mm-hmm. I know everyone was like excited and like happy for Nathaniel Hackett. Offense still looked bad to me. I don't, I don't know what everyone else was watching, but who knows? Maybe I had a different feed. I don't think that they're going to win this year as they're currently constructed, particularly at the quarterback position. So if Kirk Cousins was to go there, I do think they would be a significant contender within the, in the division immediately. Now, I know what Kirk Cousins does in prime time. <laughs> I know that. But there's a difference between being in the playoffs and potentially winning a playoff game and missing the playoffs entirely and having to build on that. And that is a situation I think that they're in with Zach Wilson. I like that Kirk Cousins going to the Jets. Well, now he's with a team where he don't have to be Superman, right? Mm. I mean, if you look at Kurt's numbers, though. Kurt, he, he puts numbers up. He, he throws did. that ball. Yeah. And they let him throw that ball as if he's like a franchise guy. He's leading the league in touchdowns, isn't he? Uh, he's second. I think he's – oh, no, he's leading the league in touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah, right, right. Uh, he's averaging like 300 some yards a game. Like, he got some numbers. And if you put him on the Jets roster with them wide receivers and that defense, right, and some of that running game, mm. now Kurt don't have to be out there throwing it everywhere, left, right. Throw it enough. 
You got the, the it's like game managing, but plus, mm-hmm. right? It's like what Dak's doing, but a little bit more than that. <laughs> and I think that they can be good. I, I truly think that the, if you if the Jets can get a Kirk Cousins, yeah. a veteran quarterback that we're not asking to come here and save the day, mm-hmm. and let the defense do what they're supposed to do, and I think it, it raises the, the the morale in the room. It raises yeah. the, the, the the confidence. Like we got a solid quarterback, and he's only there for one year because he's a free agent next year. Mm-hmm. So the A Rod thing won't be a, a big deal. Sure, right, you get A Rod next year. I think they could potentially do some things. We saw said doesn't make sense for the Jets, but let's flip this on his head. How about Kirk Cousins? Yeah, does it make sense for him? I was having this conversation pre-show. I said no. For Kirk, it don't make no sense. I've been traded. You've been traded. James, you never got traded, right? When you get traded, it's different, right? You instantly you staying in a hotel off rip, like first two weeks until you find a house. If you find a house, Kirk got a wife. I believe Kirk got some kids. Mm -hmm. Does it make sense for Kirk Cousins? Because I don't know that the Jets are instantly going to become like Super Bowl contenders. So if you're Kirk, would you not just stay in Minnesota, ride it out? You finna get paid at the end of the season anyway, Mm -hmm. somewhere, as opposed to going to the Jets, being a stopgap player for about eleven games, learning a new offense. And now the expectations are high. Yeah, and, that, and that's a really good point, too, because at the end of the day, with, with Kurt being in the years he is, you know, really going downhill on the latter end of his career, for him it's about, I'm trying to get to a spot. If you are going to trade me, that's why I got the no trade clause in there. If you are going to trade me, I want to get to a spot to possibly where, okay, I could play well for you yeah. during the season and then we could get a contract, you know? So that's why I would love the reunion for him to go back to Washington. Oh, you say Washington? I say Washington. Ooh. Go back to Washington. You're not out of the division yet. Yeah. They have no quarterbacks that's under no contract for big-time money. Mm-hmm. Right now you bring Kurt back in there, and you don't got to go out there searching for one next year. You can sign him to a two-, three-year contract. You have a big-time defense. I would love to see the reunion. I think that would be a better fit because they can be able to extend Kurt Cousins and be able to keep him there. And you know what? Really probably ain't even got to stay in the hotel. He probably still got his crib back there. No so, And you're used to all that. So I would love to see him go back there because I, I truly believe they still got a shot to make the playoffs. I don't hate Washington for him, but I don't think him going to the Jets is a bad situation either. Right now, we don't know what Kirk is, and he ain't got Justin Jefferson for a few weeks. Mm-hmm. So it could get worse for him, and his value could go significantly down mm-hmm. if he stays Good where point. he is. Yeah. He does have a no-trade clause. He could stay there, chill, and potentially they're bad for the rest of the, the season, and he's bad for the rest of the season. If you go to the Jets or Washington, mm-hmm. And maybe he doesn't want to go to Washington because he's already been there. But say he goes to one of those situations and he's able to elevate them. Well, now your, your, your value is higher. It's not going to be extended, obviously, because of Aaron Rodgers in New York. But who says another team won't come in and bid for you? The reason why I like the Jets is just because, like, they're a team where they have a young quarterback that's not getting it done. And they're trying to win this year. They're trying to win right now. A lot of these other teams with bad quarterback play and they're young. They're willing to wait in for the Long draft. Game. You know, yeah. I'll just wait for the draft to happen. Nah, this team wants to win now. Yeah. And if you look at the situation, it's like... The Jets are a solid team. They they be battling. They be in there a little bit. You know, and then I hate I hate for players, but I don't, I'm not trying to get traded. And I, I understand that. But if you hear all these rumors that you're going to get traded, why do you want to stay somewhere they don't want you? I, I, I never understood that. Why do I want to be somewhere and they don't want me there? You, want, you, you trying to trade me? Let me go. <laughs> Let me go. Because you got the trade club because you don't want to leave. And I get that. I'd, I'd rather go to the team that you want to go to compared to just trying to be traded. You've been traded before, Shady. I was there when yeah. you got traded. It That's was right. a very dramatic situation, if you will. But if you're Kirk Cousins, let's talk about it. It was tough. It was tough. <laughs> The Vikings wouldn't be trading Kirk necessarily because they don't want him as much as they want the opportunity to get draft capital so they could go get somebody better. Yeah. Like, it's not like they don't want Kirk in the interim. It's more so just, Kirk, we can't win with you because we won it for. We're not going to the playoffs. So it's not as if, like, 
The, the Jets don't love Kirk. They right, like Kirk. Right, they right. just trying to use Kirk. Right, they don't right. want him neither. Yeah. Washington Man. might love Kirk. Man. That's the future. But I say, for, for me to go out there and, and, and get you, for me to even entertain the possibility of you coming here, I must want you somehow, some way. And then, and then even that, you, you talking about the, the, the Vikings, they not about to re-sign him next year. No. It's a wrap. Yeah. They're not going to sign him after this year. Yeah. So my thing is, let, let me go. Let me go somewhere they want me, where I can help a team out. That's fair. That Ron is Rivera's fair. Rivera's fighting for his job. You better go get your quarterback to help you. <laughs> he is fighting. Well, you know who else is fighting for their jobs? Russell Wilson, amongst others in Denver, because the Broncos are off to a one-and-four start. It's tomorrow night Russell Wilson's last starting opportunity in Denver. Is it that serious? Oh, this conversation is urgent, and it's next on Speed. All right, family, we are in third and long. This is the most urgent conversation of the day. The Broncos and Russell Wilson, we were hoping for a beautiful partnership. It has been the opposite. A one-in-four start after winning just five games last season. It's been bad, bad. Sean Payton, we thought he was coming to save the day. No day has been saved, and it's going to get even more bleak. They got the Kansas City Chiefs tomorrow night, one of the best teams in football. But get this. The Chiefs have beat the Broncos 15 straight times. 16. 15. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it might be 16. Yeah. Russell Wilson said, quote, we got to create a new history. Shady, you might have been, you must have been there with the Chiefs when y'all were still beating the Broncos. Ain't no must, I was. He it was. was. Easy work, too. Easy work. Easy Not work. crazy work, family. Easy, easy work. work. Yeah. Yeah. So, Shady, I got to come back to you for this question then, big dog. Russell Wilson, he has not lived up to the hype in Denver, and he hasn't gotten the wins that they needed to get in Denver. Could this be Russell Wilson's last game as a Broncos starter? Tomorrow, last game. I, I'm going to say no. I mean, if it'll be any game that the benching after is losing to the Jets and Zach Wilson, mm -hmm. they're about to play against Patrick Mahomes. I mean, <laughs> I, I bet on this game weeks ago, right? <laughs> I bet on this game weeks ago. I knew they were going to lose this Before game. Before the season? Yeah, like, they, come on now. So, so I, I want to say this be his last game. I mean, and another thing is, like, I can't put all the blame on Russ. Mm -hmm. You know what? They, they are a top 10 offense. As much as we kill him on here, he is that. Mm -hmm. And he is looking better than he did last year. And a lot of the issues are sometimes, you know, the defense. I mean, they gave up 70 points. Mm -hmm. How you give up 70 points in real football? That's crazy. I'm not even talking about, like, man. I'm talking about real football. <laughs> 70 points. So as much as we want to kill Russ, yeah. right, and we want to trade him and bench him and cut him and all that, we got to look at his teammates. We got to look at his defense. We got to look at the defensive coaches. What Nino Brown say? It's bigger than Nino. It's bigger, it's bigger than Russ. It's bigger than him. So when we ask this question, I'm going to say no. I think Russ will continue to play in this league. I think he'll continue to play this season. Now, after this season, I don't know. But right now, he good. George Taylor, right now, he's good. That's what Shady says. What do you say? Is he, it his last game? He is good. He's got 11 touchdowns, two interceptions. It's the second best touchdown interception ratio mm. of his career. Mm. It's tied for second in the NFL with 11 touchdowns. Fourth ranked passer rating in the NFL. It's the highest that he's ranked in passer rating in his career since 2000. 2019, Ooh. 242 passing yards per game, the most for Russ since 2020. 66.9% completion percentage. That's the Ooh, best since 2020. Russ. So Sean Payton's doing something there. Well, well, I what, see you, Russ. What's the other side of the ball doing? Well, as Shady just said. 70 points? Giving up a bunch of points. On, bunch of points. Giving, giving, those, giving points up to the backups. Mm. <laughs> so I, how bad would he have to play? Based off of those numbers that I just read. Yeah. How bad would he have to play to get benched in this game? Yeah. Like, it would have to be historic. Now, he did say they needed to make a new history, so maybe that is the history <laughs> that he wants to make, but I just don't see how he specifically could play bad enough to get benched in this. Because when, if, Sash, when, which I don't think is going to happen this year, actually, but if he, Russ was to get benched, 
that's a story. Yeah. Like, that's, mm-hmm. that's the story. Everyone else stop. It'll be like the Cowboys, and then what happens with Russ? So that's not a small thing. And Sean Payton knows that. They know that. This is, this is Russell Wilson. It's not like, oh, you know, we're just going to pull you out and, and, and try somebody else. It's not Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi. There's consequences to, to benching him. So I couldn't see how he would be this bad in this game. Today. James, I got I to pivot because how much longer then can you tolerate being sorry? You've been in locker rooms nine years. Shady, you were in locker rooms for a long time, I think 12 years. You start one in five. Mm-hmm. You're sitting there looking at yourself, something got to change. Yeah. Like, something has to change. Yeah. And you, sometimes in life, there's displaced anger. Uh. You know what I'm saying? Somebody comes home and they start yelling at you. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm not the one you mad at. So you need to stop cussing at me. Russ might be the side product of displaced anger. Mm-hmm. But something has to change. You're absolutely right. And it ain't Russ. As much as... I've been on Russ's head up here. Russ playing some football. I mean, Joy said at 11 touchdowns, that's more than Patty. That's more than Purdy. That's more than Herbert. That's more than Hurts. Them boys pretty good. Interceptions, too. That's less than Tua. That's less than Hurts. That's less than Mahomes. Them boys pretty good. So, Russ doing his job. You know who ain't? Vance Joseph. So, if we got to have a, a scapegoat and we got to say, hey, man, we're shaking some things up. I don't care if it's Vance Joseph. I don't care if it's the defensive backs coach. I don't care if it's the linebackers coach. I don't care if it's the D-line coach. Somebody on defense need to be the first scapegoat. 190 rushing yards allowed per game. Where my, where my helmet at? Boy, how much? 190 yards. Where my cleats at? Where my cleats? Were you crazy? Rushing per <laughs> game. Dang. The most since 1980. That's crazy. They, they ain't tackling nobody. 36 points allowed per game. The worst in the NFL. Pause then. Pause. I got to ask you this question now. What's that so bad? I can just think about so like, would it be that bad? Like, let's say you hurt. I don't know where you just get cured. Yeah, you got to play. You got to play. You good. Yeah, I'm you good. Play. The dog, yeah, I'm good. Denver, I'm ready, I'm ready to play, coach. That's Bro, crazy. That's, that's what they say. Then who do you blame for this? Because if you don't blame Russ, crazy. Joy, you don't blame Russ, 2-5, I don't know where you stand. But if you're not blaming Russell Wilson, and he does have good numbers. I don't know if always numbers are indicative of success, but I can't argue with the numbers. The yeah. numbers are good. Who are you blaming? Because the dilemma at hand is Sean Payton hired. Yeah. Vance Joseph. Right, that's true. So for Sean Payton to fire Vance Joseph is for Sean Payton to admit he got it wrong. If Sean Payton benches Russ, Sean Payton didn't hire Russ. He didn't trade for Russ. He didn't give up all them picks for Russ. But if Sean Payton were to six games in, fire the defensive coordinator joy that six months ago he hired. So you're saying, Sean Payton, you use such little okay. discrepancy that six weeks into the season, you're going to get rid of a man who's costing you the season, but you hired the man? But you can make mistakes. What you shouldn't do is oh, double, double down on the mistake. Right. Yeah. I mean, we all make mistakes. It happens every day, all the time. We do. I know. Even me. I know it's shocking. I can't believe I just said that. I know it's shocking. I know. Don't get too attached because it doesn't happen that often. But correct it. Right. Right. Correct it. Don't double down on the mistake. And, and I don't like advocating for people to get fired, but the results, this is a result-driven business, and it's pretty obvious where the lapses are. I mean, I don't want to even, like, my ears hurt, hurt my spirit to yeah. hear those numbers. It's oh, yeah. awful. And listen, I don't think that Russ has played 
to the level to even try to overcome that because we have seen no high-level quarterbacks be able to put – I mean, Aaron, Aaron is a great example yeah. of that. We used to talk all the time. Aaron's got to score 40 points to win. Mm-hmm. Defense has given up 38. Like, how good does Aaron have yeah, to be? Yeah, J.J. got to score 40. Yeah, J.J. got to have offense. four touchdowns, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, but that, that's, that is how we used to talk yeah. about those teams. Yeah. So it, it, he's not playing at that level. But he really shouldn't have to. And if I'm Sean Payton and I'm looking at the improvement that Russ has had from last year to this year, even just statistically, we're building on something there. The issue is very obvious. You cannot argue with numbers like that. Numbers don't tell the whole story. Yeah. But we watched yeah. with our eyeballs and we're seeing the numbers. And the math well, them, is not. Them numbers, yeah. I mean, yeah. you don't need no eyes for them numbers. Shady, though, know, with your eyes, here's my question. 190 yards rushing every year? Crazy. <laughs> with your how many, eyes. How many, you getting, how many you getting right now? Right now? Yeah. Against them? Against the Broncos? Easily 100. Easily 100. <laughs> Easily 100. Behind the Eagles offensive line. No, no, no. Any line. Against them boys. Yeah, that's what he they said. He said averaging 190. <laughs> every team. Come on here and get this 9190. Come on. Shady, what's your eyes then? Is Russell Wilson playing winning football? Because I'm hearing everybody and I'm hearing the numbers. 11 touchdowns, 2 interceptions, 66% completion percentage. That's great. But is he playing winning football. I think there's a difference between playing statistically good football yeah. and winning football. That's one of my I, biggest issues with Herbert. I think he plays statistically impeccable football. Yeah. But is Russell Wilson yeah. playing winning football? You know what, Russ, he could play better. I, I would say that. Even with the numbers, he could play a little better. But when I, when I answer this question, it's all situational, right? If I put Russ's game the way he's playing on certain teams, he, that's winning football. Like Herbert. The way Herbert's playing right now, they should be winning every game. Look at the numbers, the way he's playing. But if you have a good defense, you have everything you're supposed to have, you could be, that type of ball he's playing could win. Yeah. But when you got to score, we, we got to score yeah. 40-some points to even be, have a chance. Mm-hmm. This, this, this young brother just told us that he averaged 190 <laughs> yards as <laughs> rushing. If you run the ball that much, you could control the whole game. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. Play action, do whatever you want. Yeah. So, so when, I, when I answer this question, yeah, even though we're asking about Russ, it's really a team thing because he's, he's not playing winning football when you got that type of defense. 70 points, Nacho. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine preparing for that game. Yeah, we going to – yeah, look, look, Deshaun, you're going to have 100, 200 yards passing or, or, or receiving. Yo, Vic, you're going to get you like 350. Shady, I'm going to get me 180. Like, we all think that because the team we're playing. No doubt. So, you asked me about the, 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 is he playing winning football, it's hard to really answer because the defense is so bad. It's like, come on. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, look, we saw him make a mistake at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Running with the right. ball out here on a, on a, on a platter, you know, Still didn't give bring, night, bringing bro. the drinks to the table. Yeah. yeah, but he didn't give up. He didn't exactly. give up 190. Yeah, so, yeah, maybe he could be playing better. And I do think he should be playing better right. and can play better. And if he keeps trending this way, I think he will play better. But if I'm Sean Payton, who is obviously, like you pointed out, the one who created this particular situation based off the fact that they had a defense that was, what, top five in the league last year? A couple years ago. Last year, yeah. years ago. Yeah. Last year 18 points allowed yeah. a game last year. Last year, top five last year. Right. points. 36. So to go from that to go to 36 to that? points. Lord Jesus. Yeah. But he, here's why. Look, 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 go ahead. Can I get in on this? Go ahead. Please do. Please do. Uh, you the D.C. for the um, – Denver Brown. No, I'm not. No, you just want to know. No, 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 I don't know. No, no, use one of them. I don't even want to be part of that. You're the DC. You're playing. Bro, the, you're, put them in it. I don't want to be. You're playing the Jets on offense. You know you're going okay. up against Zach Wilson. Okay. Who are you trying to stop on that offense? Running game. Brees Hall, right? Mm-hmm. You're playing the Commanders, right? Rookie quarterback. Who are you trying to stop? What you trying to stop as a defense? I'm trying to make sure Scary Terry don't get busy, but I will running game as well. Yes, you gonna try to stop the running game, right? right? And make these quarterbacks beat you with the pass game. Right. Like what? What are we doing? 
Russell Wilson, as bad as the Broncos have looked, Russell Wilson should easily be 3-2 and two right now, and it's a different conversation. But here's, that's my point. This is my point. And for clarity, Broncos were 14th in defense last year based off points. My point is, Joy, as bad as this defense has been, and they've been bad. Shady, as bad as the defense has been, and they've been bad. If Russell was better, uh, and he's ma- making $180 million, they should still have three wins. But see, that's why I'm not... Wait, hold, hold real quick. Go ahead, go ahead. At the go end of last game, we, we, we set it there right, and right, throw right. away. I mean, yeah, Russ fumbled, but I mean the defense. No, no, no. Russ fumbled on a game-winning yeah, he, he drive. Did. He did. Like, you're down by three. Go score. Old Russell Wilson circa 2015 to 2020 or 2019. He is driving down the field, and he is scoring. Mm-hmm. Against the uh, Raiders, week one, they only gave up 17 points. Mm-hmm. Win that football game. Yeah. yeah. Against the Commanders, you had, I believe, it was a three-touchdown yeah, lead. Yes. Was it a 28-point lead? 21-3, yeah. Yeah, like a 21-point like lead, that. something like that. Win that game. So as bad as they are, and the defense is bad. Yes. If Russell Wilson was $180 million good, $200 million good, $160 million good, or if Russell Wilson was 2013 to 2020, Russ, mm-hmm. I believe they would still be 3 and two. I hear you, and, I, yeah, and I, I tend to agree with you. Russ did fumble on the game-winning drive. That was his fault, right? 70 points, we, we don't need to yeah. get into that. They should have beat the Raiders, and they should have beat Washington, mm-hmm. although he did get them the lead, so... Mm. I I still would probably attribute that to the defense. Defense. And he could be playing better. Mm. But the question is, is this going to be his last game as a starter? Mm -hmm. And I don't think based off of the way that he has played overall and the statistics and the way that they have at least shifted the offense to looking functional, Mm -hmm. yes, that they will be like, you're going to be the one that we're going to take out of this game. I think he would have to play so bad. He'd have to throw four picks on four straight possessions for them to take him out. Real quick. You, this young brother over here just told us how well Kirk Cousins was playing. They winning? Nah. Ooh. You want to you uh, get Kirk Cousins up out of there? That's what we discussed. Uh, but, well, well, we I mean, discussed but trading him. People trading him, but I mean, just saying, like, it got to start yeah, somewhere we're else. We talking about Kirk Cousins yeah. getting traded yeah. somewhere so the Kirk Cousins could win. Exactly. Right, it got to right. start somewhere else other than Kirk, right? We sat up here and we talked about Coach Staley at the Chargers. Them not winning. It wasn't Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert was doing what he had to do, right? It got, it got to start with his coach. So for me... As much as we want to put this on Russ, these coaches, they got to get, they got to get their this? stuff right. They, they, yeah, yeah, he's stretching for that crazy work. They got to get their stuff right. Uh, Russ ain't I going nowhere. I love to talk about Russ. I love to talk about Kirk Cousins. But it's my time to show. I may be hamstrings. Let's get it. We get them together. When we return, it is time for America's favorite segment. It's time for crazy work with Sean McCoy. He's going to show you the best plays from the NFL that Black you may have missed. It's the most entertaining 10 minutes of your life, I promise you, or you get your money back. Two, That's next. Three. I thought it was getting oh, loose to go give the uh, Broncos 190. <laughs> I might. I might, Joey Taylor. I might. This is called me not crazy, crazy, crazy work. Can we see it? I can't wait. LaShawn McCoy. Look at that sweet feet. Stop. Excuse me. Look at the footwork. Oh, my God. That's Ooh. called crazy work. Ooh. Oh, it's no good. Get off of me, little boy. Did you see the moves? Left, right, left, right. Ooh. That's God-given. He can run around you. He can run through you. Do know you are not <laughs> catching that boy. It's a bad, bad man. But that's crazy work. Family, it's time for the be- America's favorite segment. It's time for crazy work. Shady going to highlight the best of the best, giving out the best moves that you missed. 2-5, talk to him. You made me sound good like that. <laughs> okay, crazy work. Every, every week, if you give out crazy work, we show you love. We show you some support. Let's get straight to it. Mm. Number three, we going with my boy, Josh Jacobs. Oh, this is why you got to pay this, work. brother. JJ. Now check him out. Okay, I see those right. Ooh. Oh, my God. Now, Jair Alexander is a really, really good corner. And cover 
girlfriend, but not that tackling. Show my boy. Oh, Look my at that God. dead leg. Ooh. Give him the lady. You take it back. Ooh. Ooh. Excuse me. Mama, that go He got a crazy crossover, but he didn't win. Number two, we going to Pittsburgh. I went to school there. Ja, oh no 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 no! Oh, James Conner. James, ja, James who? Conner. James Conner. Oh, James Conner! I'm getting very <laughs> pleased. See, I got excited because he went to Pittsburgh. That's why I got so excited. Let's look at the moves uh, for a second. Uh, he's running he running over. He's running past you. He's giving out that crazy uh, work. Off. Sometimes you, know, you know. can't find a hole. You uh, gotta make a hole. You see the spin move. <laughs> keep it going. Keep it going. <laughs> James Conner, that's my boy right there. Right, that's my boy right there. All the way from Pittsburgh. That's my young boy. Give him love. But guess what? That's why I He didn't know. He ain't win. Then who won? Then who can win? Warren won, baby. Ooh. Now I'm going to show you some, some moves to speed, and I'm going to show you some hot. Oh you see the hot and the spin move? Oh. This is why they win this game. When they play the game, Why gave him that extra work. Ooh. Check him out, though. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, my goodness. My, my ACL hurt from that. Uh. Wow. Jumping oh over him, spinning on him, making him miss. He is the winner from Pittsburgh. They had a tough game. They couldn't throw it, so they ran it. Hey, when you win, what happened, big hey, dog? When you win, what happened, big dog? If you're young or old, it don't matter. If you're a vet <laughs> or a rookie, we showing you love. There it is. This is for you, baby. I'm sending this, this all the way to Pittsburgh just for you to show you some love. Warren, you want it, you deserve it. Let's get it. Crazy work. Jalen Warren, uh, I did not have that name on my bingo card for winning crazy work. Hey, that's a play did right there. That? It was, that was like some madness. I stuff. seen it. And that's then, you know right what? After that spin, play, a uh, jump. Spin and Anderson. He got he got the crowd hype. James Conner. I can't believe I got James Conner now. I yeah, was trying to. I got so excited. Got excited like, that's my boy though, University right here. University of Pitt. I'm about to text him right now, man. like, bro, we watch Crazy Work. Forgive me. <laughs> <laughs> I got so excited. <laughs> well, as we move to New England, Bill Belichick is starting to beg for forgiveness because a one in four start. That's the worst for Bill Belichick since 2000, his first season as their head coach. Now, a report says owner Robert Kraft has quote grown frustrated, if not downright angry, about his team's recent lack of. Success. Woo! Okay, Joy, I'm interested in this because yesterday we were having a very good conversation yes. and we were saying that you can't really fire Bill Belichick because of how much he's done for the Patriots. Six championships. Patriots, you're talking about with the winningest organization in, in, in NFL. He's done a lot, but eventually that leash has to run out. Eventually, it doesn't matter how much good you have done in a relationship. Mm. If you do bad for too long, they're going to forget about all that good, all those years, if you will, of good. How patient, Joy, should, should owner Robert Kraft be with legendary coach Bill Belichick? Not that patient. Mm. And, and mm. I know I said before, and I <clears throat> genuinely thought that there was nothing that Bill Belichick could do that would ever get him up out of there. Mm. But I, I didn't think it was going to be this bad. I mean, this is... It's bad. Yeah, yeah. My nerves. Mm. The problem is... The fall from grace. When you are so good for so long and you're used to, as an owner, as a, as a city, as a fan base, that level of success or expectations, <clears throat> to go from that to where they are now and over the period of time that they have had to do that, it's just starting to look like there's no way to turn it around. I think we all will give a team a grace period of a year after their franchise Hall of Fame quarterback leaves. I mean, we didn't flip out about the Steelers the year after Ben Roethlisberger left. We didn't flip out about the Patriots the year after Tom Brady left. All right, you get a, you get a year, you know, to kind of tread water, figure it out, figure out your next move. You weren't planning on it. You know, it's hard to adjust from that type of leader leaving the, the effects on everyone in the building. Sure, <clears throat> it's, they're in their fourth year mm -hmm. without Belichick. It's time. You've had time from the divorce to recover. You've, you've got to get, get back out there. And you've, you've not made great choices since you've been back out there. And it's all been up to you. 
We know that Bill Belichick has the control over this organization, so there's no one else to point fingers at. There's no GM. Mm-hmm. There's no meddling owner. There, there's, it's you. You made these choices, and these are the results. And as great as Bill Belichick has been, I do think it will get to a point, if it continues trending the way that it's trending, which is down, that Bob Kraft's just going to be forced to, to influence the decision because you can't allow a team that has had such success and been, and been at the top of the league, a brand that we, could, we thought of and immediately thought of success and winning and Super Bowls, and rightfully so, be in the, the dumpster fire that it is right now. James Jones, yeah. how long is that leash going to last? At what point does Bob Kraft, Robert Kraft need to say, you know what, Belichick, thanks for everything, but you have to get the heck up out of here. It ain't no leash, man. He ain't, he ain't on that leash no more. You know when you're walking past the house and you think the dog on the leash and he damn near come running up on that gate? Man, Bill got to go. Bill, Bill, Bill got to go. Robert Kraft has given him too much time, in my, in my opinion. Since, uh, what, it's been three, four years since four Tom years been now. out of that they're, thing? They're in their fourth year. They're in their fourth year, and this, this is how it looks like. To me, no more leash, right? I done gave you four years. I done gave you a leash for the last four years, and nothing is coming out of this. So for me, listen, I played in this league for a long time, right? And what I learned about this league is they don't care what you accomplished in this league until you retire. Mm. And what I mean by that is if you're a Hall of Fame player and Shady, you, you lose in a step, you sl- they're not going to remember Shady the all-time leading rusher in Philly. You know what they're going to say? We got to get better at that spot, period. Shady ain't getting it done right now. We got to get better. They don't remember what he done in the past till he'll come back and go up in the ring of honor and all that. You celebrate him, right? I done seen Charles Woodson get up out of their Hall of Fame. Pay. We done seen Brett Favre. We done seen, pay- we done seen all these dudes to where they feel like, okay, your time has come. That's mm-hmm. the same thing with Bill. Right. Like, your time has come. We'll celebrate you when, when you do come back, at, back here, but right now your, your time is done here after this football season. It's just, man, you could be a good tenant. You could live in an apartment complex for three years and, and always be on time with the rent. Miss the rent for a couple months. Mm-hmm. Evicted. Mm-hmm. We ain't trying to hear none of that stuff you did back. You, you are evicted. So with Bill Belichick, man, listen, it's been four years or it's in year four now and it's only getting worse. I, I mean, I think the leash is gone. I think Robert Kraft got to say, Bill, I love you. When you do retire, whether it's after this season or whether you do go coach somewhere else, when you come back here, I'm going to set it all out. I'm going to lay it all out for you. But right now, we got to go opposite ways, brother. Yeah, see, I, I feel like you, like you two that his time should be up, right? Because I, I don't think he's, a, he's an average coach before Tom Brady, and he's even worse now without Tom Brady. But the question is about Robert Kraft, mm-hmm. right? And I was thinking about taking a chance on Belichick, right? He comes there, and he, and he changes the, 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 the program or the franchise, and you have all these great players, from, from all the great players on defense to Tom Brady to Gronkowski, all them guys. And I think about the relationships. So let's say we start this show together, right? You're the guy, start to bring on the show, and the numbers will scream up, right? And it keeps going up and going up and going up. We're like, yo, we killing it. The relationship gets stronger. So after the second Super Bowl, no, after the first Super Bowl, it was like, wow, I like this guy. The second one, after the third one, was like, yo, this is my, my guy. God, for real. After the fourth one, it was like, yo, this is my... Now, after six, it's like, bro, he family. So you say, like, is it time for him to leave from, from, Rob, from Robert Kraft? It's hard to answer that question because you developed that relationship. And I'm going to say, as long as, as, as Bill wants to be there, I feel like he'll be there because Robert Kraft will give him that respect because of the relationship they have. Now, the, the funny thing, when you were talking, I was thinking about, man, 
when, when you are a young player and you come to the league, you hear about all these names. Like, yo, I'm about to go against Tom Brady. My coach is Bill Belichick. I've always heard he's so great. So you get there as a player, you're like, hold up, man, hold up. This dude ain't this great of a coach. Mm-hmm. Think about the young dudes. Going into year one, going into year two, it's like, man, I don't believe in him. Mm. So for the sake of the team, I would say you got to get rid of him now. And he is 71. I mean, it's hard to change your ways at that age. But as far as Robert Kraft, I think he'll give him a, a break of relationship. I just also think when you look at, like, to me, and obviously Brady is much, he's the greatest ever. So I'm not comparing Ben Roethlisberger to Tom Brady, but Mike Tomlin is a defensive coach, mm-hmm. and Bill Belichick is a defensive coach, right. and they had to move off of Ben Roethlisberger. They did. Retired. He's a Hall of Famer, right? Yeah. Steelers are three and two. Yep. They lead the division. Pete Carroll. I don't want to say it too loud, mm-hmm. but like it is happening. It's possible. And, 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 and the offense is not the reason why they won those games. Mm-hmm. It's the defense is the reason why they won those games. Pete Carroll is another example, mm-hmm. and and he didn't have Tom Brady or Ben Roethlisberger. Nope. So. It's possible to continue being a coach that's been in the league for a very long time and pivot from a Hall of Fame quarterback. Mm. It is possible to do that. It is possible to, to, to move forward, to adjust, to continue having a, a standard of, of competition and, yeah. and, and levels and, and, ha- and, and development and culture. None of that exists. What is the identity of the Patriots right now? I don't think they have one, not defense anymore. But I guess I agree with everything you're saying, and I think you were right, which to me proves that Belichick is not that great a coach without Tom Brady. But the greater question I have to something Shady says, if Kraft really does view Belichick like his blood, Mm. you can't fire him. Why not? Here's why. Who's on staff for the Patriots? Bill Belichick's son. (laughs) Just in case y'all wanted to know. And that might be Kraft's grandson. Steven, Steven Belichick is on staff. I, I've been in situations, and I won't say the coaches' names, but coaches have been like, I will quit before I fire him. My guy. I say that. University of Iowa football right now. Iowa head coach is Kirk Ferentz. I think the longest tenured coach in college football. It's a crazy story. His son, offensive coordinator, is Brian Ferentz. Iowa's offense is atrocious. Kirk Ferentz refuses to fire his son. So much so that literally in the contract this year, offensive coordinator Brian Ferentz has to score 25 points per game or he'll be fired. Like, they put it contractually because, like, I'm not going to fire him. Right. So what we're saying is they got to score 25 points because I'm not going to have my own son's blood, mm-hmm. figuratively speaking, yeah. on my hands. So if Belichick is viewed as Kraft's son, he's not firing him. That's, I, but when we, say, when we say fire, like, he ain't going to find out on the ticker. No. Okay? It's going to be a, a conversation over some nice steaks and scotch. Like, after hey, the season. You know, after the season. Yeah, they, yeah, no matter how bad this goes, 100%. it'll be after the season. You can't have it'll it. be a real conversation. But you can't have it. Why can't you? Why not? Imagine this. Imagine this. Who is Kraft in the sports world without Belichick? Not Kraft. Kraft, Kraft, Kraft is a billionaire. Who is Kraft in the sports world? Because yeah. if I'm Belichick, I'm saying, who were you but, before? But, but, you can't fix your lips but, to have the, uh, but get uh, the scotch. You can say whatever you want. I still own the team. I'm still the one with the B in the bank account. I, I, All that is yeah. great. But at the end of the day, know who you're talking to. We family, but, but I'm the boss. But know who you're talking but, but to. But I am, if I am Bob Kraft... And he don't even, he ain't even like that. He's such a nice person. <laughs> that's, that's I, am the, I, yeah. I am the one with the actual power. What you're saying may be true. You are the one that coached these teams, mm. and Brady is the one that won these things. But I am still the billionaire. I'm still the owner. And I will still own this team whether you decide to retire next year or you quit or not. So at the end of the day, maybe you're right. Maybe he won't ever have that conversation. 
But then we have to stop having conversations about the Patriots and whatever they exist or want to be without Tom Brady because they're not serious. This is not a serious. This is not a competitive football team. This is not a modern football team. No doubt. This is not a team that is even operating under seriousness. They didn't have an offensive coordinator last year. They were doing some collaboration and nonsense. And still didn't get fired. Correct, this, correct. But now, but now it's gotten worse. So it can't be that you're going to operate. And I'm the wrong person to ask, right? Because I'm cold. Uh, it's, it is what it is, right? Love you, but you got to go. It can't be okay, we know this is family and that's why he's not going. And also, we talk about you like a serious organization. It can't be both. You it know, can't be both. We can, well, hold, 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 now, hold, now, now, we can't say they're not a serious organization. Because if you say it, then he's going to be like, well, I got, I mean, yeah. he's going to start looking you at You were? Oh. You were? <laughs> this and you know my, what? You were only that, both of you were only that because of Brady. Uh, real quick. <laughs> I'm on that same thing. <laughs> oh, wait, can I say, hey, can I say ahead, real quick? So my thing is like, okay, because I just feel like when you had a conversation with a uh, a family member or a partner, and we had so much success, and you are, yeah. you were the main focus on that. Mm. It's hard to have our conversation. If you remember early in the season, they said, "Man, are you optimistic about this season coming up, or why are you optimistic about the season coming up?" And you know what he said? The history. He said, "He said the past, the yep. past, the twenty-some past years." years yep. So they let you know, like. He wants to say, y'all forgot? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm having a bad time. Uh-huh. Have y'all forgot? Uh-huh. So now when we sit down and talk about contracts and if you're the head coach, uh-huh. it's like, bro, like, craft. come on, homie. You Back. know what I done gave Back. you. Six of them. Now, even if Six. I believe that he should be going, Six. I just think it's hard to have a conversation with my, with my boss. Yeah. I'm like, yo, I got all your numbers jumping. I got your yeah. team. Everything. I, yeah, you value your team. I you got are you. who you, you are because saying? of me. Right. Even if I suck right now, let, let me know. Look, look, look. Give me three years, I'm going to get out, out your way. Yep. Because right, I gave right. you 20 years of dominating. <laughs> and they said Acho got to get to break, but... Oh, they say, we, I hear him. They tell me I can oh, We've seen, we seen plenty of people get divorced after a very long time. Everything right? comes to an end. Some of them cool, some of them not. Right. This is just going to be one of them cool ones. Mm-hmm. Hey, we divorced, it's cool. This is going to be a real smooth dinner. parenting You Bill Belichick, I'm crap. We go, man, I'm be... And you go know it's, it's that time. <laughs> it's that time. You family still, you still, still family. Do you bring your wings to dinner? You bring your wings to dinner? Ain't nobody in here, nobody in here got a perfect you family. All right. We've all had some little type of altercations or whatever with family. Like, I ain't fooling with him no more. Eventually, you fool with him again, right? But we ain't cool right now. That's all it is, family or not. Bill, what you delivering right now? You family, bro, but you got to go. Listen, all you things, go. all things come to an end particularly in sports. And sometimes you just have to have go. uncomfortable conversations. Oh. Hey. <laughs> well that's good. Okay, we got to get some trivia before we head to break. It is time for Speak Trivia. Okay, Tyreek Hill has the second most receiving yards in the history of the NFL through week five. Here's the question. Who has the most? Hint, it is a Patriots receiver. Randy Tyreek Moss. Hill, no. most, the second most receiving guards in the history of the NFL through week five, 651. Who has the most? Hint, it's a Patriots receiver. Shady, I like your answer. I like that's your answer. Is it wrong? I'm not sure. Yeah, because I think that's an obvious one. More after the break. Wait. Okay. I'm going Randy Moss. A current family we saw your answers on social media but now i want the answers on the television tyree kill second most receiving yards in nfl history through week five 651 the question is who has the most james jones you the resident receiver on the desk so talk to me it's a patriots receiver that's the only hint i'm gonna give you i'm gonna go um i'm gonna go Dion branch 
old school Dion Branch back in the days. He used to get at it. Yes, but not that. Never had him in the yards like that off the roof. Two five. I'm going Randy Moss. All right, I want to say Julian Edelman, but I'm going to say Wes Welker. That's a I got it. Wes Welker. Wes Welker, 20. 11. I, I believe it was about like 140 was receiving yards. Yeah. I love it. Okay, let's get the overtime, shall we? Damn, I got that wrong. Brock Purdy family coming off a career-high four-touchdown performance in the blowout win over the Cowboys. Kyle Shanahan said his quarterback's consistency has been, quote, pretty unbelievable. Bring us on camera because I don't actually care that much about the Shanahan quote. What was more interesting was when we had all-pro Fred Warner on yesterday. Fred Warner, star linebacker for the Niners, and he said that this was Brock Purdy's team. Yeah. Like, I was pretty shocked when he said, like, yo, this is a young Bulls team. It's his team. I said, oh, okay, that's interesting. Well, Shady, is it Brock Purdy's league? Mm. Should Purdy be the front runner Ooh. for MVP? Ooh. All right, hold well, on. Yeah, I said a different way. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> like, hold on. Very aggressive. It's legal. Oh. <laughs> Run that back, run that back for me, please. You put some honey on that girl. I'm <laughs> honest. Take that here. Give me that back. I'm glad he came from you first. Is it his league? Shady, is it his league what? Whoa. I like my play, but God darn. Shady, I'm building the question up. All right, help All right, me let, me, let me soften that the question. Let me soften the question. Woo. Should Brock Purdy be the MVP front runner? Mm. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say yes. Either I'm going with him or one of his teammates. CMC, Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Um, um, I love what Brock Purdy's doing. I mean, if you look at his numbers, first of all, for a quarterback, we both agree on this, that, that winning and losing is a quarterback that's stat. It. That's the most right? important. They're 5-0. It's another team that's 5-0. But anyway, the Niners are 5-0. Right? They're averaging 33 points um, um, you know, a game. That's second in the NFL. He's averaging 260 yards passing, like 11 total touchdowns. He's balling out. And you look at the Niners where – they, they've looked good at times. They look great at times. Mm -hmm. I think him at quarterback. Over the years, even with Jimmy G, I never thought he was that good of a quarterback. The office was doing well. It wasn't doing this well. right? And he's the main guy putting it out there. Yeah, they can run the ball. They get those screens. They got Kittle. They got, they got Samuels. But he's putting it together, though. Like Brandon Ayuk, if you see some of the passes that he has, yeah. he's putting it in the pocket. right? And then for him to be so young, he's dominating as far as like the confidence. It's not a pass that he sees that he don't like. It's not a throw he sees that he don't like. It's not, a, it's not a coverage that he sees that, oh, I, I can't put the ball in there. No, he does it. So when you ask me if he should be the MVP, I'm going with him. You know, and I can have an argument for a CMC. I'm a running back. And I, yeah. the stuff he's doing is unreal as well. But I'm going with Brock Purdy. I like it. I think Purdy is the MVP frontrunner right now, James Jones, because yeah. Brock Purdy is the best or at least the most valuable player on the best team in football. Yeah. I got a quote from a Niners receiver over the last uh, three years. He sent me a text during the game, a former Niners receiver. He said, you know the best thing about Brock Purdy? I said, what's that? He said he hasn't found a way to lose. Mm -hmm. And he said in the last two years, one of these other quarterbacks would have found a way to lose. It's interesting if you hear that quote at home, but think about it. Like, of all the ways you can find to lose, Russell Wilson, he found one at the end of last game. Lamar Jackson, unfortunately, has found several ways to lose. Justin Fields, we know he done found a couple ways to lose. Yeah. Baker Mayfield, over the course of his career, found ways to lose. Even Aaron Rodgers, last year versus the Lions, he found ways to lose. Yeah. Josh Allen versus the Jets this year, he found a way to lose. Mm -hmm. Brock Purdy has searched. No, and he such. cannot find a way to lose when he's healthy. Yeah. Can't find one to lose. Only time he lost, he wasn't even on the field. So for that reason, to me, J.J., Brock Purdy is the frontrunner for MVP. Both of you guys are absolutely right. He is the frontrunner. And we got to kind of get out of this. And, and I'm one of them. I'm the main one because I'm waiting and I'm waiting and I'm waiting for Brock Purdy to mess up. 
I'm waiting for Brock Purdy to have one of them games where we sit up here like, ooh, he is young. Ooh, he still do got a long way to go. I'm, I'm still waiting on one of them games. And you hear a lot of the Niners saying, we are nothing like this without Brock Purdy. And you got to believe it, because when you think about the other quarterbacks that Kyle Shanahan has, the Niners ain't look like this. Mm-hmm. This, this is different, right? So, Joy said it best early in the show. If they show you who you are, believe them. Believe, believe them. And all Brock Purdy is doing is winning. That's the number one stat. Mm. The number two stat, he ain't threw an interception Not yet. Not he one. ain't turned the football over throwing a pick yet. He got one fumble. You're talking about 9 and 0. 33 points a game, zero interceptions. Jesus. Right now, where we sit right now, and I'm, you can touch on a bunch of quarterbacks that got more talent than them, a bunch of quarterbacks that you, pos- you could say is better than them in the league, they ain't playing better than him right now. Mm. Right now, Brock Purdy, MVP front runner for sure. I usually do say it best, but you know thank you saying? for really acknowledging <laughs> Yeah, he has to be the front runner. Right. We have to remove what we know about Brock Purdy. If I painted this picture that Brock Purdy was the number two or number three overall pick, mm. highly touted in college, everybody knew about him, <laughs> came into the league and do what he's doing right now, we yeah. would be losing our minds. Mm-hmm. We would be yeah. falling apart if that's how he entered the league. But he didn't. He was the last pick in the draft. Nobody knew who he was, and he came in to replace an injured starting quarterback. With someone else on the roster who was the third overall pick, who did have all this hype coming in, who they did use three first-round picks and all these other picks to get, and Trey Lance. We don't know who Brock Purdy was. The Niners barely knew who Brock Purdy was. He was the last pick in the draft. You don't get credit for that. That was that's pure football god luck. I'm sorry. He is who he is. I'm not, I'm not waiting anymore. I think Brock Purdy is a great quarterback. I think he has shown enough. He has, he has not turned the ball over. Mm-hmm. He has not found a way to lose. He is a legitimate starting quarterback. And if he was drafted at the top of the league, we would feel differently about it. We would be losing our minds. We'd be, we would just we'd be fainting. There would be, there would be lines of people fainting at the sight of Brock Purdy walking onto the field. But because he entered the league the way he did, we, we're not. But that doesn't have anything to do with the facts and results. This is a result-driven business is what we've been talking about all show, whether it's Russell Wilson or Sean Payton or Zach Wilson or Kirk Cousins, Bill Belichick. It is a result-driven business, and he is giving the results. And the biggest part to me about why he should be the frontrunner is they're not, he's not managing the game. Like Shady said, he is, he is playing 260 yards per game, 33 points. Christian McCaffrey obviously is a huge part of this, yeah. and they have great weapons and an offensive coach. Yeah. But he is the one who is delivering the ball to George Kittle. He is the one that is getting out of trouble. He's the one protecting it and not turning the ball over. He, it goes through him. And for Fred to say, which is not a small thing, that he is the leader of this team with a lot of dogs in that locker room, with a lot of big personalities and a lot of big opinions and a lot of success, for him to be the leader of that, I think he has to be the, the front runner. That says a lot. Well, there are a lot of big names that are now on injured reserve. Really in shocking fashion, a list came out today. Justin Jefferson, Matt Milano, Anthony Richardson, amongst others, are huge losses. But how big is the loss to your favorite team or even to your fantasy team? Come back and find out what surprising names have been placed on IR. But more importantly, does it matter to the team and how much? That's next on Speed. We are in our hurry-up offense. There are some huge names in the NFL that are huge losses to their teams. But 
How big of losses are they really? First up, Anthony Richardson, you know, top five pick for the Colts this year. Yeah. They were two and two with him as a starter. He's put on IAR. I think he has an AC joint sprain, set to miss four to eight weeks, America. Four to eight weeks, Shady. You've been watching the Colts and Anthony Richardson intently. How big of a loss now that Gardner Minshew is going to yeah. step in and be the starter? You know, I, I like him. I like Anthony, but I'm going to say this is a small, small thing because you want him healthy. He's, yeah. your, he's your franchise. And with Gardner, though, <laughs> he can win games. Yeah. We talk about picking teams to win. When I found out that he was going to be the starting quarterback, I said, hold up, let me think about this, because he can win games. No doubt. And, and they'll be fine. They'll be fine until uh, to Richardson's back healthy. Joy, how big a loss? Yeah, it's more of a loss for his development than it is for the team as a whole. Gardner Minshew isn't a franchise quarterback, but he can win games. He's solid. And this is all about development this year anyway. So it's not going to be a loss as far as, you know, will they be able to be in games or win games. That wasn't the expectations for them this year anyway. It sucks for him as a young player to miss time developing in your rookie season. But he's had a, he's had a really great start considering – what people expected of him coming into That's the true. league. He's really impressed. Yeah, I agree. I think this is a small, small thing right here. Um, but I think it's a big thing for the Colts. You got to use him a different way. He's showing you that, man, you can't keep running me like this or doing like I can't stay healthy. But his backup is a guy in Minshew who has proven that he can win some games. I mean, this year he went in Baltimore, and then you beat Tennessee. So I think they're in good hands with Minshew, but – you got to look at how you're going to use this young fellow when he do get back. Yeah, Gardner Minshew is 3-0 in games that he's played substantial yeah, playing time this year. 1-0 yeah. as a starter. We will see. Okay, staying in the AFC, the Bills lost Matt Milano, Ooh. linebacker, superstar. Ooh. Now, for context, again, we have the best linebacker in the league, Fred Warner, on the yeah. show. And I think I asked him after the show off camera, hey, big dog, where you put Matt Milano? Because I put him, you know, a little bit sizable gap behind you. He said, nah, Milano right there with me, right I would there. say. Shady, how big a loss yeah. for Matt Milano? And no, his, this, this, this is a huge loss. First of all, I played with Milano, mm -hmm. and I, I would give him crazy work, and then there were some times where he would, he would never give me crazy work, but he would do good. <laughs> right? and, and I just think about the defense with, with Sean McDermott. He's a captain. He's a captain there. Cool and, and everything that you want to preach to your defense, he's the guy that's going to put that out there for him. He's really smart, tough player, so they're going to miss him a lot. Yeah. Yeah, this is this is not good. And out for the season as well. There's no chance that he's coming back. It's it's That's a rough tough. injury as well. And, and you never want to miss. You want to want to lose somebody that is the vocal leader, that is that involved. And the Buffalo defense really has been kind of the secret to Buffalo Correct. throughout these years of success is, yeah. that is how they've been playing and being able to support Josh Allen and that offense. So it's a really tough loss. James, I'm going to roll now to Devon A. Chan. Man. A. Chan is a yeah. absolute beast. Yeah. Third round pick out of Texas A&M, former track star, but he's bringing his track speed yeah. to the football field. He has the fastest recorded time. He's been placed on IR this year. When I say fastest recorded time, he reaches a higher top speed than Tyree Kill. He currently averages, Shady, you'll love this, 12 yards a carry. My goodness. Oh, God. 12. Like Jamal, yards, uh, Charles. like Harry, Jamal Charles. Yeah. <sighs> James, how big a loss, A-Chan, to the Dolphins? You know what? I know this dude's a, a young fella, and I know everybody's like, hey, man, Waddle's still there, and Tyreek's still there, and all these playmakers still there. But I promise you, when Coach McDaniels comes in there and he's drawing this stuff up, A-Chan is in there. Right? Like, we got to find a way to get him in some space and all that. And he's a home run hitter. This is big to me for the Dolphins, just game planning wise, being able to get the ball in his hands. When he touch it, it could be a home run. When Reek touch it, it could be a home run. When Waddle touch it, it could be a home run. You're taking one of their home run hitters out of their offense. I think this could be big for him. Yeah, the home run part of it is the disappointing part. I mean, Mostert is still going to be able to get some work. So it's not a complete loss for the depth 
of the position, but anytime you have somebody that can go out there and get 12 yards a carry, like yeah, it, you can't sit there and say it's not going to affect the offense in some way. I trust that they'll be able to compensate for it, but it's – and again, he's not out for the season. It's just a rough loss right now, and he's playing so well. Well, the backup currently averages five and a half yards a carry. I'm say most. Yeah. yeah, like I actually don't think this one's that substantial because of Mostert. He just got to stop putting the ball on the ground. Mm. But as long as he holds on to the ball, and five and a half yards good. a carry. Yeah, I think it's small. Like Mostert, he's a 4-3 running back, yeah. right? And, then you, and we have all that speed. You got you to gotta account for all that. So I get he's a good running back and he's doing well, but, man, you got so many dudes you got to watch. That's fast. He's not going to make that. I mean, he makes a difference, but not that big of a difference. Like, these other injuries. Last one. JJ, I'm coming to you first on this one. Vikings all-pro receiver, maybe the best receiver, well, the best receiver through the first three years of a career in the history of the NFL, yeah. Justin Jefferson. He's out with the hamstring injury, now on IR. The Vikings are already 1-4. and four. How big a loss, Jay? It's a wrap. <laughs> Ain't no bigger loss. Ooh. This is a wrap for the Minnesota Vikings. There ain't no bigger loss than Justin Jefferson. He's everything to this offense. He's everything to Kirk Cousins. I mean, he's what makes this offense go, period. They gave up Dalvin Cook. They running back because they knew they had this young fella to go in there and make everybody better. He's gone. This is a huge problem in Minnesota. And they, it is a problem, but, well, not so much problems going on for Colorado after they had a big win last weekend versus Arizona State. But you got to hear what Deion Sanders said about his son's watch celebration. <laughs> Talking prime time and the celly scene around the college world. That's next. Speak. family we're in our two-minute drill Colorado quarterback Shador Sanders even flexing showing off his watch and whatnot his dad head coach Deion Sanders said quote we got to get him a lucrative watch deal I do like that two five what you think about it I'm doing good I didn't need to I mean this dude is so personable man he's he has a, a swag a style about him and I think any company would love to have him on their team I mean he's He's Dion. He's, he's like baby Dion. That's what he is at quarterback. I loved it. It was very strategic because during the game, he finally started to do it. But mind you, he doesn't wear a watch during the game. Then as soon as the game was over, he puts the watch on so he can do it and you can actually see the watch. Our last game was when he finally made it signature. Joy, what you think? I love it. Of yeah. course. This, look, listen. Hate to spoil it for everyone, but this is entertainment. This is how it goes. I mean, the, the, the young boy in college, and he got the NFL dudes doing it. So you know we're doing something right. He got the NFL dudes. Hey, that is it for us. Appreciate y'all hanging. We'll see